Amen. Trying to get the juices flowing on a rainy, chilly, cloudy Sunday morning. But guess what? I believe because today is the Lord's day that the sun is always shining, that the sun is always doing his job and that is edifying God's people and receiving our praises to his high and holy name. I realize that it's wet and chilly and I know we only feel like moving when it's raining like this. Some folk as a counselor, I know some folk get depressed when that sun don't come out more than, more than a whole day. But I want to let you know that if you live right, walk right, talk right, stay with the truth, where you're going that the sun going to shine forever. That the sun will never go out. You don't have to worry about ain't no cloudy days up in glory. Ain't no bills up in glory. Ain't no bad moods up in glory. Ain't no, all is glory, glory, and holly, hallelujah up in glory. But down here, we got to deal with cloudy days. I just try to think of it in a way that, you know what, I, we need the rain to have the beautiful grass. And for those of us who suffer with pollen, we ain't half as mad as we look like. <laughs> Because you, you need the rain to come and wash that stuff away. Because and, and those of you who don't suffer with it, it's, uh, you okay. You love the sun. You say, you know, but for those of us who suffer with it, we, we need a break. And so, so we thank God for the rain. And we thank him because he knows exactly what he's doing. The ecosystem is working well. And he has everything in place. Am I right about it? God knows what he's doing, church. And Thank him for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. I do, do true again want to thank our uh, brother uh, Frazier, brother Claiborne, brother Veal, brother Davis, and all those who uh, stand behind the pulpit and, and just help me to make sure that we're taking care of kingdom business. And we're just so thanking God for who he is. And, and, and usually what I try to do with my schedule is I try to uh, 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 spread it out more than it's spread out now. And, but folks just kept calling me last year, said, can you come do, can come do that? And I'm just saying, yeah, without looking at my calendar. And then I'm looking now, here we go, and it's this week, and the next week I'm here, and next week I go to Boston, and then go here and there. And, and, and so I, 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 I'm trying to fix it as best I can. But thank God. That you got good men that can stand and do God's will and work God's way. And, and, and good quality men. I don't believe even when I'm gone, I don't think we miss a beat when it comes to the gospel being proclaimed. I think, I, in fact, this is a good way to know that I'd rather have it where I can go when you got somebody that can't go nowhere because we ain't got nobody else. I believe leadership demands that there's always a backup and a backup to the backup to the backup. Because the church got to go on no matter what. The gospel must be preached. And I want to let you know that we thank God for a, a men who are willing to stand and preach the gospel and men who are willing to work with the youth and men who are willing to work with the different ministries and, and finances. And I thank God for them. And I, if I haven't told you before, I appreciate all those who work with me in trying to do God's will and work God's way down here. Amen.
Amen. Amen. I want to let you know that don't forget we are um, uh, we had a good time last week or uh, two weeks ago when we went out. And we did the campaign down at Sandtown and was able to do some work that cleaned up the neighborhood and stuff like that because we want to be a church on the move. We want to be a church that's out there trying to not only be behind these walls, but we're going to help the community and go out there and let them know that the Church of Christ is alive and well. If you like, I was when I grew up, I thank God I, I found the Church of Christ, but I never heard of it. And I, and I think we shouldn't be like that. I think we got to be out there right out front. Where people will know our name, know the purpose, know the mission, and know that we are the church of the Bible. The church with the heart, with the people at heart, claim, aiming for the heart with the gospel. So we want to be about God's business in the sound town work, and we thank God for that. Uh, we also want to let you know that the sister's been doing a great job as usual in putting out their information and want to thank God for the grief ministry that was held on yesterday was very well. And I mean, just for all that we're trying to do to just help people and be in a people helping business. We don't want nobody to go around here hurting and sad and broken when we got capable, capable counselors and teachers that can help to build you up and to lead you to have great marriages and to be able to grieve properly and to be able to raise the children properly and all those wonderful things we try to have for you, Amen. the children of God. Want to let you know also that, uh, um, brothers, the men, the, the 2016 Mid-Atlantic Area-Wide Men's Retreat is back. Central's already putting their stuff out today and, 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 and uh, Suitland and Road putting their stuff out today and, and, and Annapolis putting their stuff out today and we want to put our stuff out today and we want, uh, the sisters already got their group that's going. Brothers, we got to outnumber them this year. That's right. Uh, uh, we got we to we get out there and we got to come together with the rest of the men in the, in, in the area and just do great things for the kingdom of God. And with the men's retreat, it's online. It's already on our website. And we even got it broken down by payments. Broken down by payments. I know when we say it's $300, you know, the sisters say that's all. And the guys say all that. <laughs> <laughs> stuff, stuff costs people and, and then $300 that ain't no money to go and get all that food and all and, 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 and truth be told you know brothers who went in this thing in time past you know you ate about $100 at that buffet so we want you to come out the theme of it is a man after God's own heart and it's going to be held at the Dunes Manor, and it's going to be October 27th to October 29th. And I uh, just want you to be part of it. Please give your name, brothers. Give your name to Brother uh, Dominique Jones or Brother George Benola or myself so we can write it out that you're going to be a part of it. We're trying to get our list together. Well, our number before, our highest number had been around 50 before. And we want to have the same thing again if, if possible because what that will do is with the numbers from Central and Annapolis and Suitland and stuff, we want to have well over 300 men. That's going to be there. So we want to get, let's get busy. Right. Let's get busy. And, and brothers, you need this. Yeah. You need brothers. You need this. Amen. It's going to help you. It's going to help you in somebody, help you in the house, right. help you with the children, right. help you with the in-laws and the outlaws. Right. That's right. So you need to come and be a part right. of, of, of this men's retreat where men get together and 
fellowship and encourage one another. So please see us or go to the website. And somebody say, well, uh, 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 the payment broken down real good. They broken down real good. Okay, said, no excuses. No excuses at all. If you got uh, $35 a month, if you got uh, $40 a month, if you got $50 a month, come on. Amen. Come on. You can do it. That's one Ravens ticket. Amen. That's right. And we can get it going. Uh, one more announcement that I, I want to make is, as you know, the Northeast Baltimore Bible Institute and colleges, our college has been, we've had this for now well over 16 years since uh, 2000, about 13 years, since 2003, and God is still blessing us. And right now we have, the, uh, we have satellite campuses located at Suitland Road Church of Christ. We have a satellite campus at the Central Church of Christ, and they're doing classes at those sites. And uh, they, they've done more classes lately than we've done here at our site. Um, and we're just building it back up, but it's going real good. And I said that to say that the leadership of the Suitland Road has decided that they're going to sponsor us a fundraiser for our school, it's gonna be here, it's gonna be at the, uh, the first annual Northeast Baltimore Bible Institute and College West Satellite Campus, Spring Sane. It's gonna be on Saturday, May 28, 2016, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. They've gone out and got some fabulous singers to come in, fabulous groups to come in, that they might do a fundraiser for our Bible College. And I said that to say that I know we are not gonna let them beat us well, in, attendant, in attendance at our ministry. Amen? I mean, something wrong with that. that another congregation hosting an event for us and we don't show up? It shouldn't be so. So we want to make sure that we go, and I'll be pushing this every week. We want to make sure we go there in numbers because the Northeast Baltimore Bible Institute and College is the East Baltimore ministry. And we want to make sure that we support it, that we're there, and that we just um, thank Suitland Road for what they're doing for us, but that we show up in number to make sure they know that we support this and we thank God for them willing to do this for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we'll be hitting this hard. You can get emails. You can get fly. You can get sick of this. So you're going you're gonna to be, be all right. Open up your Bibles. Open up your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 5. And again, we're going to go into understanding and hearing and knowing that there is a word from the Lord. want to let you know that everybody, all of us, there's not a person here in the sanctuary today that does not have in their minds something that they want God to do for them in the future. Everyone has a plan, a goal, a benchmark, you have dreams, objectives, visions, and purpose. You're looking for a future. And what I want you to know is, is that as you look for and plan a future down here, there's also a future that awaits those who love God up in glory. And I want you to know that when you look at the text that was so ably read into your hearing I, by Brother Keelan, I want to read it one more time just for emphasis sake. That is 2 Corinthians 5, 5 through 9. Now he that hath worked, wrought us for the same self thing as God, who also has given us the earnest of the spirit. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that 
whilst or while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be in the presence of the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether we be absent, we may be acceptable of him. I want to let you know, brothers and sisters, that visions, goals, dreams, objectives, plans that you have down here, you can live an abundant life down here and in glory. It's all in how you view it. It's all in how you see it. You don't have to have dead dreams, dead visions, dead hopes, dead goals because you think nothing is happening right now. You can have successful dreams and goals and visions and all these things, such as the reason why we are here on the Lord's day. Because we have dreams and goals and visions and plans and future of being with the Lord forever. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. I'm here because I want to spend eternity with my God. When I leave here, when this old body decay, I want to be with God forever. That's the goal. And just like that, I don't think that the goal has to stop there. I don't think that we have to only have visions and goals of heaven. I think we can have some down here as well. But the only way you're going to have visions and the only way you're going to have to have goals is to understand the principle that God has given us in his word on how to understand and prepare ourselves and get ready for what's to come. See, what I'm trying to say is you can have goals, visions, dreams, plans, and you can have them. But the title of my sermon is today is, but you got to see it before you see it. You got to see it before you see it. See, our problem is many times is, is that we, we, we want stuff, but we don't even see it. We want stuff, Lord. I just hope that I just hope that I raise my children right, and they just grow up and, and get out of my house and go raise themselves. Cause right now, I, and, 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 and things going on and things ain't right. See, you keep thinking like that, well, then it's gonna be a long time. Amen. But if you see, I, I see my house empty now. I see them all grown up and gone. Three down, one to go. But you got to see it. Amen. You got to see it before, before it happens. Because if you can't envision it happening, you won't prepare for it. You're going to live hopeless. You're going to live defeated. You're going to live. Listen, uh, 30 years ago, 34 years ago. Uh, well, I didn't say 34 years ago. Because 34 years ago, the marriage wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. But uh, 20 years ago, I started seeing it. I visioned it. I see in a cook in the kitchen cooking bacon, eggs, toast and jelly, and I hear just calling my name, Kevin. I see. I I, I can see it even doing like Sarah dear Abraham, Lord Kevin. 
Sarah called Abraham Lord. But you got to see it. Before you see it. Listen, 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 listen. See, listen, listen, listen. One thing we have got to do is we have to make sure, brothers and sisters, that we are where Paul is in this text. I believe Paul sees heaven. I believe Paul envisions himself being there already. I believe he, he knows what he's going through is rough, but I think that what keeps him going is he knows God is a faithful God. God is a good God. God is a wise God. God is a kind God. God is a merciful God. He said, now I see it before I see it. Listen, when you look at the text, listen, there should be an understanding in every heart about the hope we have in Christ. If you're here and you ain't got that hope, you're playing around. That means you are men most, if you think that's all you get, if, if that's all we got is this life, then we are men most miserable. I don't know about you, I don't plan for this to be all of it. And you shouldn't live your life as if this is all of it. Listen, listen, listen. God has made it clear through his word that we're living in the time that he calls the last days. He didn't say next to the last days. He said the last, this is it. That means after this gospel age is over, it's over. If you don't get your stuff right in these last days, then once it's over, and so, but the only way you can get your stuff right is you got to see it. Amen. You got to see it. You got it so you can go get it. Because if, if you just see something that you think is some type of it ain't happening, it's some type of mirage, then you're not going to prepare yourself. See, the reason why I think you can see it before you see it is because you're sitting here today. You're sitting here because you want to go to heaven. You're sitting here because you've read all the stuff about going to heaven. You're sitting here because your, your hope is built on nothing less but Jesus and his righteousness. So the text says here in verse 5 in chapter number 1, Paul said, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, I'm talking about his body, were dissolved. He said, if I die, I got to die. And if I do, or when I do, I want to know that there's more. I want to know, Paul said here, that, that, that there's more. He said if it was dissolved, he said we have a building of God. A house not made with hands. I don't know about y'all, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a building. Not made with hands. I'm looking for a building. Not made with hands means it's not of a man's architect. See, man, listen, let me say this. They can, they can clone uh, Leo the lamb or whatever that lamb name was. Dolly the lamb. All they want to. All they want to. First of all, that still didn't come from nothing. First of all, that's the old thing cloning come from nothing. Amen. They're still taking stuff God made Amen. to create something else. Amen. Only God makes the original. Right. Y'all see this body we got? Listen, things that we do cause it to get sick. 
But it wasn't designed to be sick. Sin made it sick. But it wasn't designed. This was designed. You was actually, I was actually originally, we were originally designed to live forever. We weren't designed to start getting gray hair at 50. We weren't designed to the back start hurting at 45. We weren't designed for eyesight to start failing. We weren't designed like we were designed to last forever. But sin came into the picture. And sin caused God to say, you know what? No more, not forever. You're going to have a time. You're going to have a, you're gonna, you're gonna have a date that you got to come back because you're broke. All of us are broke. Sin broke us. So God gave us a date to come back to him. So now what God wants us to focus on, as Paul is focusing on, that building. Because this earthly body is decaying. But we got another body. Let me help somebody out. And y'all see how nice this body is we got right now. Let's imagine it's not sick. But it's just a nice body. God said, if I can make that one, yeah. I can make you one even better. Yeah. Oh, y'all don't hear me. That excites me right there. God said, if I, if I made this one, even though we, we got it all broke, he said, I know how to fix it up and make it nice. He said, you, it's going to be called a glorified body. And I know how to do soul transplant. To take the soul of a man, make a glorified body, take that soul and infuse it into the glorified body where you're just jumping and shaking and moving and stopping and seeing it. It's, it's just all good. God knows how to do it. So Paul says it right here. He said, here, for we know that our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. He said, and if you really believe it, he said, verse 2, so you ought to groan. Some of us think we're going to live forever. You ain't live forever. Paul said, if you only knew what's in store for you, if you only knew what God got planned for those he loved, you would groan. You would say, Lord, come quickly. You would say, Lord, can you transplant? My, can you do an operation on me right now? And just try. See, but we don't know right. See, you, we ain't talking like that because we don't, we don't know. So I don't know. I think we, we, we get a little afraid of the unknown. And I understand. I understand that. I understand that I'm a human being. But reading these texts of scriptures where God lets us know and Paul let us know that he's groaning for it before he even see it. Helps me to know that if I really groan for it before I say it can make life down here better. Oh, Y'all, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You won't be walking around with your head down and talking about the bills and gas and electric and my marriage messed up, my children messed up, my health messed up, everything. Messed up. You wouldn't be thinking like that. If you could understand that God got you down here, yeah. and he got you up there as well. 
Oh, let's read the text. Read the text. He said, Paul said, Paul said, we, for, for in this we, who's we? Those who believe God. We groan sincerely. We groan earnestly. What, Claiborne? Mm, we can't even, woo, woo. See, you know how I know that we, we see that, but we don't see that? Because we go out and we get the hair coloring. We go out, we cut it all off. If it gets too gray, we cut it all off and shave it all up so you can't tell how old we are. We, 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 we dress it up and. Try to make it look good so people can say, oh, you look so good. We do little things. We, 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 we shower it and we powder it and we clothe it and we pedicure it and we manicure it. And we, we, do, we, we just trying to make it look good. Now, I'm not getting on you for that, but I don't, I don't, don't let it fool you. We're decaying. See, sometimes that stuff trick us. Somebody say, somebody say, you're 55, but you look 35. You fool yourself like, oh, yeah, I feel 35. <laughs> no, thank God you look good at 55. That's all. But the truth be told, I'm moving towards an expiration date. But according to Paul, if we know what's waiting for us, it's not really an expiration date. It's a transfer date. We're going to be just transferred from one body to another body, a body that is eternal in the heavens. See, even with our stuff we go through down here, you got to, whatever you want, to happen down here in your life, success, visions, plans, go. You got to see it now. Stop speaking negativity to your situation in the future. Paul did not speak negative about going home and be with God. In fact, he said he's groaning, not just him, all those who love God, groaning to be desired to be clothed with their house from heaven. He said, we're we groaning. For our future, we're groaning for our dream. We're growing for our groaning for our expectation. And I say, down here, before we leave this life, you want stuff better? See it before you see it. Some of us think, you know, I gotta, my, my life ain't right and right, and I gotta, and I gotta live like this the rest of my life. I'm not happy. You don't have to live like that the rest of your life, but you keep talking to yourself like that hopeless and then you might have to live like that and it won't be because it can't change it really just be because that you're walking by sight and not by faith watch the text watch the text watch the text listen paul says here he helps us to understand that god's going to give us a new body the bible teaches our spirits was created for a body and a new body is waiting for us that means that when God designed us initially, the spirit and the soul went into the body. And when he designed us the next time, our soul going into that body. Look what it says here in verse 3. If so, be, can you read that for me? If so be that being clothed, we shall not 
Right there. Right there. He's saying the soul is designed for a body. God ain't going to take you out of this body and just leave you nothing. You ain't going to be naked. He's going to take you out of this body and take that and put it in another new glorified eternal body that's going to be better than this old body. Better be able to do some glorified things. I can't wait to find out what it's like to be 10,552 years old. Mm, mm, mm. I can't wait. How old are you? 552,310 years old. Methuselah, how old are you? Right now, today, I'm, I'm a baby. How old are you, Methuselah? I'm 969. Y'all read that in the Bible? Ha, ha, 969 years old. And God can take them further if he choose to do it. See, but Methuselah, even though, even with that kind of time down here, what's waiting for him is even better. Oh, let me, oh, 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 oh. Watch the text, watch the text. It says here, but, uh, oh, oh, for we that are in this tabernacle do groan. Anybody groaning? I ain't get a lot of amen on that, man. They said, what you mean groaning? I mean, are you excited about going to heaven? Are you excited about being with Jesus? Are you excited about eternal life? Are you excited about God? I tell me, you know what? I know I ain't getting a lot of amens now. Because y'all think I mean drop dead right now. No. I'm talking about when we are done down here. Are you excited about going to your next destination? When these days are over. And I say, you don't have to be mad about being here. You ain't got to be. It's all about making sure and understanding that you see it before you see it. What do you mean, preacher? You keep saying that. To see what the future can be and then make it so. Oh, man. Oh, man. I hear somebody there, but he's making that sound so easy. It is easy. It ain't hard. You're, you're, but you, what's hard about it is it requires selflessness. It requires sacrifice. Oh, watch the text. 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 The Bible says here, reading verse 4 one more time. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. It means we're going to go through some stuff. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon. That mortality might be swallowed up in life. What he's saying here is that not that we, we don't want God to, 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 to take us out of this body and just leave it there. No, we ain't groaning for that. We're groaning for the new life. We're groaning for the new walk. We're for groaning for the new opportunity that we have in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you. I can see it. I can see God's blessing that my family and I will continue to grow strong in the Lord. I don't know what God has in store, but I sure can see it. And all I can do to try to make that happen is continue to go after that. 
I can see it. So the next time I wake up in the morning and I yell at my wife, she can see it. And she see that the day is not going to be like this. She can see that, you know what, I can make the day better. How? I just said, look at her. And I don't like this. And I don't like that. She still, I can see a good day. I can see a good day. Now it's her decision to make that day happen the way she see it. It might be some sacrifice. She might have to wake up, wake up and say, honey, oh, you sound like you need a Snickers. You need some eggs and bacon and you want me to fix you something to eat? And I'll say, well, no, I ain't hungry right now. She'll say, oh, come here, give me a hug. Give me a hug. And I'm like, no. But she know I really mean, ask me again. And I said, oh, come, come here, you, want a, you need a hug. All right, I'm going to give you a hug because you want a hug. And I'll go over there and hug her. And I'll hug her and I'm like, why are you hugging me? She said, because I, I love you. You're my, you, you my Kevin. And I'm like, all right. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I don't know what's wrong. I woke up on the wrong side of the beach. She said, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. All of us have bad days. I know. And she plays it all well. And before you know it, an hour later, we talking, no more, no more yelling, no more foolish words. Everything good. She, I got breakfast, and now she, 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 she done helped me along the way, helped me get out the house, helped me go to work. You need some gas money. I say, yeah. Here you go. You, you can use my bank card. Oh, y'all don't hear that. You know, you know, y'all thinking. <laughs> see, y'all can't see this. Y'all, <laughs> I see it. Y'all can't see it. Y'all sitting there saying, that's a dream. No. No. You got to, you got to see it. If you wanted to have you, you got to. Let me tell you something about an architect. An architect, before he put that building up, he, it's got to be in his mind's eye. He got to see it before he see it. And he has to draw it out the way it is in his mind's eye. And he has to make that thing happen. He has to work with the contractors and work with these people to make it happen. I believe that when it comes down to anything, a career, you want a career, first you got to stop doubting it and see it. Amen. Oh, y'all don't hear me. The reason you don't see it is because you don't realize most of the time to have a good job, it's going to take you doing above and beyond what you can do just to have an average job. See, because a good job wants somebody who is going to be an asset. See, I have found for a good job, you might not have, you can't send out just one resume. Some of us want a job, Brother Frazier, and we sent out one resume a year ago. And we're still waiting for somebody to respond. Yeah, I'm waiting for a job with the federal government. When you send it out, I sent it out 2005. You playing? 
don't want no job. You gotta, whatever you want, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see it. Amen. I believe from this text, Paul wants heaven. Because he's talking about a, 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 a tabernacle, a, a building not made by hands, eternal in the heaven, how he's groaning, they groan in the heaven. I believe he really wants it. I think if you want that job, you gotta go get it. How you go get it, brother? But see, tell me, you got to go get it. First of all, send out a bunch of resumes. Don't send out one. You send out a bunch of resumes. Listen, 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 listen. I'm almost done. Listen. My daughter, Erica, is like her daddy. And we like to see it before we see it. Erica, to daddy, I want to go to another level. I said, okay, well, you're at a good level now, huh? I'm going to go to another level. I said, what you going to do? When I'm putting my stuff together, I'm sending it out, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm sending it out, getting response back, doing this, tweaking this, doing this, doing it. Finally, she get the word back that, um, well, right now, nothing's open. She said, I said, well, okay, nothing's open right now. She said, but I see it. You know, send it out, 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 send it out. All of a sudden, get back. Dad, what? I got an offer. I said, how much is your offer? She says, 10% higher. I said, that's good, Erica, sign that contract. She said, no, that ain't what I see. She said, I see it. You know me, I'm saying, I like this. Yeah, yeah. I see it too, girl. What are we looking at? goes out there and send out these more and everything. Next thing you know, she get that offer. This offer she get now is what she said. They got all kinds of signing bonuses, big bonuses, expense accounts. We'll move you anywhere. Keep the money on the back end. Um, uh, you want a little bit more money? We'll raise it up a little higher. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I said, Erica, what, what, what's, what's the increase? Three times more than the first one. You can have that too. I can have that too. But you got to see it. Before you see, oh, y'all don't hear me. I lost them, Claiborne. I lost it. They, they, see, you know why we don't see it before we see it? Because we really don't believe it. We really, you know what? Some folk, I, I don't, some folk don't say, I'm going to heaven. They say, I hope. I hope I make it. Some folk don't say, I'm going to heaven. They say, um, if I keep doing what I'm doing and God bless me, then I hope he say well done. Paul, why isn't Paul talking like this? Why is Paul talking about so positive? He a man like we are? He says here, for, he said here, uh, for we know, verse 1 again, for we know, not we think, not we hope. Now we want, 
For we know that if this earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. He see it before he see it. Oh, that's it. I'm going to finish reading. For in this, he said, we groan, we sigh, ah, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with that house which is from heaven. Verse 3. For so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked, meaning God is not going to leave me naked. Right. Amen. Then he says, for we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened. He said, we are burdened. We got trials. We got tribulations. We got ups. We got downs. He said, we are burdened. Then he said, not for that we would be unclothed. I mean, we ain't trying to die right now. He said, but what we want is we want heaven. To be clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up in life, not death. Amen. Look at the next verse. Now he that hath worked us for the selfsame thing is God, who also has given us the earnest of the spirit. He's prepared us so we can desire heaven. Verse 6, therefore we are always sad. We are always guessing. We are always thinking. We are always confident. Confident. Knowing that while we are at home in this body, while we are comfortable in this body, we are absent from the Lord. There, there is a, there is a, a, a flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. There is a gulf. There is a wall. There is a separation, and the only way we get to the Father is Jesus Christ comes, and he is our advocate. He is our intercession, like the Spirit is to the Father. Paul said here, Paul said here that, that, that we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Verse 7, he said, for we walk by faith. And not by sight. See, the problem with us too many times is we're doing too much guessing. We're doing too much doubting. Well, Brother Bethia, wait a minute, hold it. So how can I get this confident again? First of all, fight a good fight. Listen, in Christ, Christ already won. The victory is yours already. But all God expects for us is to be obedient Amen. and fight a good fight. Right. If you're just fighting a good fight, let me help somebody. When you fall down, get up. Amen. Repent and keep moving on. Amen. Don't lay down wallowing. Oh, I can't do it. It's too hard. I can't do it. You talking, talking about love my enemy. I can't love my enemy. I hate my enemy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen. Just fight. Just try. Just try. And God said, I got to just try. What God don't like is when you don't try. What God don't like is when you just don't try. Because he knows that if you want him, you want love demands action. Let me close my Bible up. You know one thing I love about love? 
What I love about love is agape love is unconditional. Doesn't matter what somebody else do. They can't make me stop loving them. You can't make nobody stop. No matter what, you can't make. You got to stop on you. You can't make it. Make nobody stop loving you. That's love. Your children, as bad as they can be, as hard-headed as they can be, as sometimes rebellious as they can be, they can't make you stop loving them. If you stop loving them because you chose. Oh, they ain't got this. This, 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 this. <laughs> Nobody can make you stop loving somebody. When you do stop, it's a choice that you have made. We listen, God loves us no matter what. God see us clothed and glorified with him before we see it. That's why God tell us, and Paul said, all this, uh, the tabernacle and the earnest expectation and the confidence is because one thing, because we walk by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. You hoping for it. You want it. You expect it. That's faith. Let me tell you. You want victory in your life? I'm done. You want victory in your life? You got to see it before you see it. I'll close out with this. I saw this building when we was in the hotel. Oh, man, believe me. No, brothers and sisters, I did not see the carpet, the building, the grass, and all the, uh, no. I saw that we would be established in a home big enough to house all of us. And guess what? Some of you who were back there, you saw us making progress as well. You saw us moving from the hotel room into the corner store. You saw us from the corner store to get the other corner store across the street. You saw us from the corner store across the street up to Sherwood Avenue. You saw us put the architectural plans together. We saw all that stuff. But I saw, I saw something bigger. So I started driving around the city. What you looking for, I don't know. But I know God got it because I see it. I see it. And we got here and we got in this. I saw, we saw it. And then when I saw the sign outside that said, lease with option to buy. I see it. And then when the guy gave me the number to lease it, I see it. I saw it. Then I said, but I got to sell it. I got to sell it to the people. And you go back there, you have them church meeting and say, brothers and sisters, we can do this. And they said, well, what's the number? I said, wait a minute if I tell you the number. <laughs> tell you it's ours. God has given it to us. He's given us the victory. 
We can launch off. That's salad. We can launch off. We can branch and everything. Then, then, then finally you give them the, they said, well, what's the, what's the, you know somebody, always, you know, you all the guy has somebody in there saying, I just want the number. <laughs> well, we threw the number out. And the number gave pause. Hmm. But then God began to open up hearts. He began to open up folk eyes so they could see it before they see it. And before you know it, here we are in this building. Uh, 13 years, 2004, 5, 13 years, and have not missed one payment. You can have it. Amen. Your life can be just like that. Right. But you got to see it. Amen. Before you want good children, see them good before they good. You want a better job, see a better job before you got the job. Amen. You want a better relationship, see a better relationship Amen. before you got the relationship. Amen. And if you're not married, see a relationship you might not need to go into. Amen. You got to see it Amen. before you see it. Amen. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, I hear somebody saying, Brother Thea, but what about peace of mind? You want peace of mind? See it before you see it. Make it happen. I'm tired. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, because I knew yesterday when I was writing this sermon, I said, I got to push, I, I want them to see it. Because they can have all the blessings that God has for them if they can only see it. If you're out there and you're not saved, you want to be saved today? See yourself saved. How you do that, Brother Bethea? By seeing it and then making it happen. Hear God's word. Believe God's word. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Christ. And then get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. And then God will give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then once you have the gift of the Holy Ghost, they'll now see heaven. And start living for Jesus. He said, you be faithful unto death. And I will give you a crown of life. God wants us to have abundant life here and in the eternals. Church, I love you. I hope you can see it. I hope you can see it. Paul even saw it in a prison cell. We called it bad time. Paul said, this ain't no bad time. This is for the furtherance of the gospel. This is part of my plan to get home with God. All your bad stuff you're going through, turn them around in your mind and make them something that's going to make you better. Something that's going to bless you in your future. Part of the stepping stones to living out your dreams. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, God wants you to come right now. If you're out there and you're going through a storm, come right now. God will help you. If you're out there, you're going through, uh, you need to be saved and you're out of Christ, come on. God wants to bless you. So you can have confidence to know that when this earthly tabernacle dissolves, 
there's a building not made by hands eternal in the heaven. If you can see it, come on right now as we all stand and sing the hymn of invitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. Have you been to, to Jesus, Jesus of the Lamb? You know, when you read the book of Revelations and you get towards that last two chapters, you see all the plans God has for us. You see, even though Satan is busy, Satan is a liar and he's defeated. Amen. And he knows he's defeated. But it's not no goodness of our own, but it's by the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you can see that God, his foreknowledge, he saw the church having victory. He saw the church rising up and being strong. He saw us as individuals overcoming the enemy through the blood of Jesus Christ. God the Father sees it. He sees us. And all we got to do, you and I, is just live it out. All we got to do is fight the good fight of faith. And I love the part that says, and when you fall down, because we all going to fall down. Get up. Satan hates the blood of Jesus. He hates it because he can't do nothing about it. When we fall down and get us back up and the blood covers us, he can't do nothing about that. He hates that. So what he tries to do is make you stay down. Don't get up. Don't go home. Mm -hmm. Don't do what's right. Because he knows that the Father, through the blood of Jesus, the minute we stand up and get back in the fight, he forgives us. And covers us again with his blood. And the devil hates that. But he can't do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Because it was all in the plan of God. The angels. Always want to know about this plan. Mm-hmm. They long yes, they to see how God is going to redeem these crooked, unrighteous, evil people. How in the world is he going to redeem them? I got him. How can he fix this? But God so loved the world that he gave us the blood of Jesus Christ. And then he tells the devil, underneath that blood, I dare you touch him. Underneath that blood, I dare you try to stop him. Underneath that blood, yes, that was a no good rascal, but he's covered. By the blood of Jesus. Yes, that sister wasn't going nowhere but down, but now she covered. By the blood of Jesus. And you can't touch her. Amen. Now I groan to get out of this body. Oh, I'll go sing song later. All right. Lay aside the garments that of the Lamb. But you got to see it before you see it. 